0: As-salamu alaykum, and welcome to this week's edition to Pathway to Peace, a show which analyses the current issues and trends affecting us all, trying to find the answers to problems that affect our political peace, economic peace, social peace, and maybe the noblest of them all, inner peace. You may recall a video that went viral in which an admiral of the US Navy addressed a graduating class of the University of Texas. Perhaps you remember his iconic words, If you want to change the world, Make Your Bed. That was Admiral William H. McRaven. In his highly motivating and celebrated speech, suggests that little things can change your life and perhaps subsequently the world. In his bestseller book, Make Your Bed, Admiral McRaven imparts 10 different lessons from his Navy SEAL training and how he overcame difficult obstacles during the course of his training. According to McRaven, these simple lessons are equally important in dealing with the challenges of life. Sifting through this book, I was curious to know whether this advice resonated with Islamic ethics and principles. Could these lessons aid one in overcoming the spiritual challenges and fortify a person in their spiritual journey? My name is Kaleem Anwar, and with me to dissect this topic and its many encompassing issues are fellow Pathway to Peace presenters Anil Tahir and Shams Najm. Stay with us throughout the hour as we look at these 10 lessons to see if it could change your life, or better yet, the world. So, well welcome to you both like so. um yeah i think this uh, this book sort of came into uh came on my radar it's a it's a sort of a it's one of those sort of bestsellers. it's been around for a, a while the the admiral himself who did this speech it's one of those sort of youtube clips that's just you know gone viral you know a long 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 time ago. People keep referring to it and um and it came on my sort of radar as sort of uh, you know those kind of self-help books, which in in a in a few weeks' time is well, not even in a few weeks' time. I think less than probably a fortnight. Um, the month of Ramadan is approaching, which um, well, what can I say? It's uh, a, a show a, a show in its own right. It's dedicated to that topic, but it's um, well for some, it's sort of the month of uh, when I say self-help or, or, or self-reflection. That's probably the best word. Um, a sort of a time where. I guess to sort of look introspectively and sort of you know reset yeah the reset
1: yeah that's what yeah and the opportunity to sort of uh, I suppose bring back good habits that may have started slowly yeah Yeah. um, getting away from you and yeah just the opportunity to sort of build on that really
0: yeah exactly I mean over the I mean, some in some ways, people sort of look, look at it. Almost, uh, obviously, we know about the physical benefits, um, and 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 for some, it almost becomes that opportunity. Over the year, you've obviously you've you know the, the sort of from a uh, how can I put it from a physical point of view, the, the weight that you've sort of packed on, you know, chance, that's dude. that's the one time to sort of you know sort yourself out. But more importantly, as you said, it's the more it's more the the the, the spiritual sort of deficiencies you've sort of picked up along the way and those bad habits which are probably in some ways even harder to address um, because maybe they've become so ingrained uh, mm. but R- Ramadan, it, it, yeah I think that's the word for it, it is the great reset actually. Um, but this book, uh, so you had someone who'd come out sort of the, the, the US uh, Army and and you can imagine, I can imagine obviously it's a very regimented sort of lifestyle and no doubt, and and, and I'm sure the 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 armies of the u k and various other all all countries it 's a very regimented lifestyle, and I suppose that discipline that comes with it i 'm sure there's bound to be sort of lifelong uh, lessons um and uh, and 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 no doubt i think it's, i think the advice he's given and we 're obviously going to go through each of his his points there's there's no doubt that obviously others um that the average layman can sort of benefit from them but i what for me what was interesting as I was going through some of these points it almost as if I was trying to make the sort of connection with with Islam really that what as we know in 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 many of you know previous pathway to peace shows um we look at those sort of those self-help angles and uh, and Islam obviously heavily you know people for those who're obviously are not acquainted with the holy Quran but you know it's it's one of the greatest the greatest ironies I would say of the sort of 20th 21st century that people sort of picked it up and actually sort of just read read through basically with no bias it's a manual sort of self-help really
1: Um, I was just reading uh, um, a brief summary of (coughs) the book uh, once you mentioned it and um, actually in relation to that point where we sort of liken it um, to sort of the morning prayer Mm. um, it says McRaven explains that during the hard times in his life while recovering from a parachuting accident or when post 9-11 he found himself sleeping on a cot in a Baghdad airport Making his bed seem to be the one thing that made his life seem normal, and I think yeah. for Muslims, that's it, isn't it? It's um, yeah, prayer yeah. is the one thing that never changes yeah. in our routine, yeah. um, and it does give it really does give us that infrastructure, not just of our day but of our life. Yeah. So, so I think it's quite poignant the, to start off with.
0: The, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Exactly that. You. You know. You. You. You've kind of got the ball rolling. This first. This really is the sort of this is where the title of the book comes from. He says that his sort of first task, his first sort of principle is um yeah, make your bed essentially, and he says sort of the, what the the underlying message is to start your day with a with a task that's completed um and you're absolutely right that i suppose from a, from a from a Muslim perspective it is prayer isn't it hmm. you know we're told that is you know how can you start the day you know without that uh,
2: <clears throat> and and it is the, the morning prayer, right? Yeah. You have to get up at a specific time, yeah. or by a specific time. Uh, you know, you have to go and do ablution. Uh, you know, and that that's a challenge in itself. You know, it's, it's yeah. You know, the water's cold. It's yeah. early in the morning. Yeah. And then it. you've got to, yeah. You're tired. You've, then you've got to pray. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of he he mentioned start a day um, with a task completed. Well, yeah. This this is you know that daily structure and that daily task that you're completing uh, and
1: you know it feels like you've achieved something to to start your day day off right yeah I think that's actually that's such a good point because I suppose with like with Fajr and uh, which is the morning prayer and um, you know him making a bed uh, I suppose, especially with making the bed, it may 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 come across such a small,
3: yeah.
1: unnecessary task, and 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 maybe with prayer, it could seem the same to some yeah. that you know what real benefit. But actually, what he's put there is the foundation for success, yeah. and that's how we see it in Islam as well. Like the foundation for your success is prayer, yeah. and this is what he's saying with make your bed, because that is just getting you yeah. started. For that successful journey you want to go on, and that's what the morning prayer is for us as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was um, obviously, you know, salat obviously being being sort of one of the the, the pillars of Islam, and in you know it's it's a, it's a subject matter which is vast in its own, you know just in its own right. There's a sermon that was delivered uh, way back uh, on April the fifteenth, twelfth, twenty sixteen, by the current caliph Hazrat Mir Masur Ahmed. Literally, the sermon is entitled Salat Is It. And, I, you know, I, you, you can get from that just from the title of, what, of sort of the, the, the emphasis that it plays. Um, and His Holiness sort of, you know, begins by saying that the Holy Quran draws attention to the observance of Salat prayer. So Salat being the Arabic word for prayer. In many places, it's mentioned in the Holy Quran. And he says at times it gives the commandment to safeguard the prayer. You know, mm-hmm. at other times it gives the commandment to be regular in prayer. And it also gives the commandment to, to offer the prayer on time. Um, and so he says, you know, God has instructed the believers to repeatedly um, sort of observe the prayer and its excellence. And, and above all, he's quoted the verse that comes from chapter 51, uh, verse 57 of the Quran, a very sort of quite often repeated verse in this regard, where where God is speaking in the first person here. Where he says, and I have not created the jinn and the men, but that they may worship me, um, which... You know, the connotations of the jinn. um, For those who may not be sort of, you know, the the sort of the meanings of jinn could could mean the the verse is quite magnificent. Really, could when you when it says sort of jinn and men, it could it could refer it could refer to jinn being the sort of the higher classes, the upper classes, and and the men being the common man. So so all all groups are sort of included here. There's no distinction, and God being obviously the 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 creator um, is saying basically a call to everyone of all you know of all. You know, races, um, you know, classes. Um, that it, that it is me that you should worship. Um, but I thought I, I find that quite interesting, actually. Where you know, His Holiness does talk about, um, and I'll be honest, I fail to sort of appreciate that. Where he says at times it says um, to to be regular in the prayer, and otherwise to safeguard the prayer, and obviously, and then other times sort of be mindful of the timing. I mean, you know, it just shows. The different dimensions, actually, that one should sort of appreciate when it comes to prayer, um, he quotes the, the founder of the, um, the Muslim community, Hazrat Musa Al Muhammad, where he said that once um, where he says that God has created you, as in obviously mankind, for the purpose of worshiping Him. Those who do not follow this simply eat and drink and sleep like animals and lose out on God's grace, whereas a person who claims to have faith should try the utmost to become recipient of God's grace. So, and, I, and I think that sort of comes back to so maybe sort of the old concepts in the book that, yeah, what is, you know, fundamentally. So you're getting up, you're starting your day with a purpose, and it's true. If if one was to sort of just go by through life, simply eating and drinking, I mean, it's a it's a life. How can I say not not well led? I guess there's there's a higher purpose.
1: Yeah, I suppose McRaven draws the attention to this feeling of accomplishment um yeah. and and this feeling of pride knowing so you've you've accomplished something in the morning I think yeah. as muslims it's, it's probably the same to a certain degree where you feel you've started your day um yeah and you know you, you, you it, it starts the day with that positivity and you you yeah. think yeah you know I've started the day abiding by the commandments of god yeah um and paying those dues yeah. in the morning and then starting your day yeah I think yeah. So again, it's a it's a good sort of link there, isn't it, between the yeah. two sort of thoughts.
0: I mean, Anil, you could kind have of, you know, you've, no doubt. We've, sort of, we've probably spoken in the past that you know other th- sort of related topics. Um, the so, is, I suppose the fad these days, people sort of tend to say, use the word meditation, and I mean, we could sort of yeah, our own <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly, yeah. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, I'd I, I completely agree with what Shams has said, and I, I think we in the, in this case. Um, it, it does almost feel like a, uh, you know, an achievement, uh, not, even though we we, you know, offer this prayer every every morning. But it's still, you mm. know, if you woke up late, you know, there'd be a sense of kind of disappointment or, yeah. or, or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, and so it is a kind of um, a way to feel like you've achieved something yeah. and started the day off correctly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, like I say, th- these days um, there, there's many different kind of Meditation. There's even yeah. um, interval fasting and yeah. things like that yeah. that have become very popular. Yeah. Uh, whereas Islam has, uh, you know, prescribed fasting and other religions too actually yeah. have prescribed fasting um, yeah. within their religion. So yeah, um, yeah, it, it does link back um, yeah. very well to yeah. uh, religion no, and Islam.
0: No, exactly. Um, so moving on to the second principle that he mentions, he says um, this under the second theme where he says you can't go it alone. Um, and Essentially, he says. Well, he begins by saying, "If you want," McRaven says, "If you want to change the world, you won't be able to do it all alone." And he, and he talks about obviously the nature of the army and sort of focusing on teamwork. Um, naturally, various exercises that, that you know you couldn't. You know, you have to rely on your your, your fellow sort of comrade. Um, and he mentions um, where he himself had suffered quite a <clears throat> horrific sort of injury, uh, 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 accident, an injury. Uh, where he would sort of parachuted, and I think his he, um, his parachute sort of failed to open, and and so I think he severely damaged his pelvis. So two months he was sort of recovering from that. But he mentioned, I think, he actually quotes that if it wasn't for his wife, um, you know, his wife, you know, it's he, he, he sort of that that lifelong companion, um, you know, really sort of brought him through the dark days. And um, we all, we all, you know, we must confess, we all sort of need that, you know, that that sort of companionship and, and and we seek that from from our sort of partners and, and but, but friendship as well is is, is key um, and it, and it got me thinking obviously from an Islamic point of view there's a lot of emphasis on this notion of keeping company with the righteous there's a verse in the Quran which states comes from chapter 9 verse 119 where it says O ye who believe, fear God and be with the truthful um, so it, and there's a particular extract I've got here where this was a um, I've, I've taken this from a, a, an extract f- written by the second caliph of the Amdi Muslim community Hazrat Mizrahi Bashir Din Mahmoud Ahmed, um, where he under sort of a treatise he wrote called 11 ways to purify the soul he qu- quotes um, or he lists rather keeping righteous company is one of those sort of key tenets to to purifying the soul Um so he says, you should remain in the company of, the, uh, of, uh, you know, of righteous company so that you may become strong. Hence it is Im- uh, immensely important that one be- benefits from a perfect teacher. The chains of, of, of famous reformers within Islam, saints, various saints, and perfect believers continues in every era. He says, when they cease to exist, are these holy men, uh, then God raises a prophet. One should thus benefit from them. As a student cannot study from books himself and needs a teacher to learn, similarly, one cannot attain spiritual ranks by himself and needs a teacher to learn. I mean, that wouldn't be amiss to sort of go off a slight tangent here, and hence the, the founder of the Muslim, um, the Muslim community, Hussam Azul Ghulam Ahmad claimed to be that latter-day prophet that's been prophesied by all the sort of major faiths. Um, he was the sort of the Messiah, Mahdi figure that has been uh, prophesied within Islam. Um, so the same kind of sort of carries on by saying here that man can learn that knowledge in minutes from a teacher which would have taken him years to learn without a teacher um, uh, so even if students at the very beginning of their education begin to use the dictionary to learn they cannot learn on their own in years what a teacher could teach them in a few days so I, I completely agree I see that point that teamwork or friendship um, the bond that you should build but it, but what's important is but who you build it with that's a fair point,
1: isn't it yeah I think it's 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 kind of twofold here, isn't it? One is the you know avoid bad company, I suppose yeah. the other angle of it is actually work together, work as a society, yeah. and looking at it from sort of that angle yeah. um you know I suppose how we believe sort of via with one another in good works, yeah, and sort of work together as as a sort of uh, as an organization and i suppose where yeah. our community is sort of an example of that as when we come together in our events uh, our flagship event the jalsa yeah um and you can see what effect that has in sort of coming together and working together and i yeah. suppose on the other side is sort of the point that you're making which is you have to be amongst sort of the right people and i suppose yeah. we probably all know that growing up in this country and the ills of the society that you can quite easily fall into, and sometimes it is being around, um, yeah, so as good people and 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 having that sort of right advice and and being in that atmosphere, which can sometimes save you from yeah, sort of a lot of evils in the society. So yeah, uh,
2: I think that also comes back to the point about salat because yeah. we are um, you know congregational prayer is something that we're you know it's is a, a mandatory uh, thing for Muslims to yeah. do. So yeah. you come coming together with other like minded people who are coming to the mosque for the same reason yeah. to pray. Um so again, you know, Islam doesn't just say pray at home on mm-hmm. your own. It actually says yeah. come together and, a and do that.
0: That's a, that's a really good point actually. I do appreciate the affinity between the two. That yeah yeah, that absolutely that it, it, it's very interesting actually that Islam has has, has emphasised prayer at one point but furthermore, do it together. Um and it shows it just shows the link there, doesn't it?
1: Um, I think that's important to actually highlight again because a few, I think maybe last year, the year before, it was it was uh, in His Holiness he uh, in a sermon during Eid, I think he mentioned this point, yeah. but also tackled it from an angle of sort of mental health and yeah. what societal benefits you have by sort of congregating daily. But like, imagine congregating five times a day yeah. for someone who's quite lonely, yeah. for someone who's going through maybe a dark patch and you, you're then sort of, Congregating with people five times a day, which is what you're meant to yeah. essentially be doing if possible, yeah. you know what that could do for your mental health, and I yeah. guess that self help that you're 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 talking about that you know it can have immense benefits yeah
0: no, that's, that's absolutely that brings us on to the third principle that he mentions, where Mcraven sort of calls it only the size of your heart matters, and what he's saying here is basically obviously drawing back to his sort of army experience, he mentioned many a time he saw his fellow uh fellow sort of comrades and and he he remarked about the fact that it was a particular individual that he a friend that he he knew wasn't wasn't necessarily sort of well built um didn't maybe maybe didn't look like a typical soldier but that you know he it, you know the the when he says the heart that he had you know he the nothing sort of phased this this individual um nothing would break him um no matter how intense the training was um, you know his physical size, or you know, it was never sort of brought into question because he just had he had that that firm resolve, um, the heart he says, um, to, to to kind of march forward. Um, that sort of reminded me of a verse uh, within the Holy Quran, one of my favourites, um, a very famous verse where it states in. Uh, the last verse of the of the second chapter the second chapter of the Holy Quran Surah is, is, is the largest um, chapter and the last verse in that reads uh, God does not burden any soul beyond its capacity it shall have the reward it earns and it shall get the punishment it incurs our Lord do not punish us if we forget or fall into error and our Lord lay not us a responsibility as thou didst lay upon those before us Our Lord, burden us us not with what we have not the strength to bear, and efface our sins, and grant us forgiveness, and have mercy on us. Thou art our master, so help us thou against the disbelieving people. And it's this this first, this this sort of opening of that verse, that God does not burden any soul beyond his capacity. Um, It's uh, it's certainly, I suppose, different stages of your life for me, sort of... You know, it was many a time I sort of would would think about that verse during sort of university days, where you think this is quite tough. Yeah. After that, then it's sort of you're starting out in work, and then and yeah, and then well, as you sort of go through the phases of life, really, that verse doesn't doesn't keep you know ringing true. So, and and in this there was a sermon where um, he's holding this sort of you know was dedicated to this um, this particular verse. This was delivered on May the twenty ninth, two thousand and nine. And really interesting here um, It's amazing how you sort of pick up these sort of gems You know, almost, you know, years later And he said um, He's always explained this particular verse Where it says that God does not uh, burden anyone beyond his capacity The Arabic being La yuqallafullahu nafsan illa wus'aha Wus'aha means capacity in Arabic And he says um, This word capacity Wus'aha is used for humans to connote their limited capacity. And then His Holiness remarks, generally speaking, for God, the word wasi, the bountiful, or the all-embracing is an attribute of God, is used to connote God's boundless and limitless capacity. He is the master of all powers. Uh, His knowledge is ceaseless, therefore man cannot comprehend it. Um, And then he says, God does not give any such commandment which man cannot put into practice which is really interesting because many a time people sort of object can't do this and then His Holiness says it is man's duty to abide by the commandments um, in Islam the commandments are in accordance with man's natural capacities therefore each person is answerable for his or her actions um uh He says, says, Islam does not present the irrational concept that a pure prophet of God was given an accursed death for the sake of negligent people, obviously belief systems of other faiths. He says the Holy Quran declares that in accordance with the nature of man, the commandments given are in line with human capacities and weaknesses. Man tries to do good works, but that does not purify him completely. Um, As there was a very famous saying of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, that relates that, that there's almost a Satan in us, through our, you know, you know, running through our, running through our veins, but it's as a result um, where you know, followed by genuine repentance and seeking God's forgiveness, this is what leads man towards piety. Um, it, it's an immense subject, <laughs> you know. The fact that I think that for me is a is a real for those that sort of challenge faith more generally, where they say it's too difficult. Um, if God made us, He knows what we're capable of, right?
3: Hmm.
1: I think well, as you were as you sort of started on that point, and you were mentioning, you know, just just going through uh, university, sort of just bringing it back to, yeah, sort of life challenges. Those sort of life challenges. I, I just I just I just thought that it's such a blessing to sort of have this book because for us Muslims, it's actually a light. You know, it's not just a book. Yeah. That can just be put aside, and and it's yeah. for sort of 1500 years ago. It's a live book. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a book that we can on a day to day. Yeah. No matter what era you're living in yeah. um, you can sort of take um, the benefits from and, and, and we're here discussing it today and the example you gave was university and I suppose yeah. for those listening you know if, if if you're going through any of those challenges whether it's university or, or home or whatever it is yeah. you, for us at least as Muslims is knowing that whenever we're going through those challenges where we understand I suppose to a certain degree that we can get through this because yeah that's the commandment of God isn't it like yeah. the, that's the order of God that he's not put you through something that you cannot tolerate or you cannot bear Yeah, I and mean, that's a massive massive powerful tool isn't it yeah. I suppose
0: and that I suppose that's the, that, that is the foundation for a Muslim isn't it to if if you don't kind of accept that principle there's nothing really that you can believe in there isn't it
2: but I think that also gives you the the inner strength to be able mm, yeah. to deal with you know, yeah. certain challenges because yeah. you know if we go back to this verse you know you know that you're not you're Allah doesn't burden any soul beyond its capacity. So, yeah. you know, that gives you the the hope and the, you know, the um, the strength to to get through this, yeah. knowing that, you know, you know, there will be a, you know, better mm. day, uh, you know, you'll be able to get through this tough time. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes we, we you know, we we think about um we we can't take on too much, yeah. you know, responsibility is too much, but I think it comes back to the earlier points that were be, were being yeah. made. Yeah. If we have a, you know, um, the structure and discipline within our life and day, we can actually get more done and we will feel like we're able to yeah. overcome certain challenges, certain workloads. Yeah. Um, so I think it leads nicely back into that, that original, those original few points that were being made.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then I agreed.
1: But also, so just one more yeah. on that. Um, so as we're talking you know just going back to the actual book yeah. actually um only the size of your heart matters and uh, it gives the example of uh, was it a friend yeah that he was um sort of in 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 the in, you know in in the army with yeah and he sort of highlights that you know his friend was sort of smaller in size and bringing it back to islam yeah all of that is irrelevant isn't it it's yeah. your spiritual status and physically materially is irrelevant. And that's what Islam does for you. It brings you back to a sort of, and it brings you back to your point of like prayer. Yeah. You stand in congregation, you stand shoulder to shoulder and no one knows or cares what car is waiting for you outside or how big your house is. At that point, you're standing before God and you're completely equal. And I suppose for, I mean, for everyone, that's a benefit, but at least, you know, for those who may be struggling with something, Islam provides that, I suppose, a level playing field to really sort of, turn to your lord and you don't need to turn to your lord with golds and jewels yeah um yeah do you know what i mean you just need to turn to him
0: yeah just in in your in in your rawness essentially. just yeah no i agreed um that brings us on to the fourth principle or the fourth point lesson that he the the admiral had learned um and he said this is under the sort of the, the the theme of life's not fair so drive on and he sort of remarks about how um you know, in the Army, obviously naturally he met with various people and he came across one individual who, i think, as a result of um a sort of a training um operation there was he was involved in an accident um this individual his friend which left him which left that person paralyzed and subsequently in a wheelchair and he he remarked that that person um he never complained um you know following that you know he'd learned to sort of take on other sort of tasks. Uh, learn to paint and, and 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 you know you know can sort of carry on with life you didn't sort of u- use it as sort of an excuse to sort of give up um and that for me sort of that's a very key key sort of principle really And in islam this notion of of trials trials and tribulations is 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 sort of a, 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 a i say a big thing but it, it well, it, well it's, it's something that the holy quran has, has talked about Um, quite blatantly and I'll I'll mention the verses in a minute because it's something that affects all of us all all, all humans Um, there's a verse in the Holy Quran um, which directly sort of addresses this comes from chapter 2 verse 156 to 157 where God says once again um, quite directly and we will try you with something of fear and hunger and loss of wealth and lives and fruits but give glad tidings to the patient who, when a misfortune overtakes them, say, "Surely to God we belong, and to Him shall we return." Um, and this is—I have to admit, this is. I mean, this is one of those principles which, when I say, <laughs> it's easier said than done. It's a—it's a, it's a massive lesson, isn't it? Just thinking that, yeah. It's a very difficult. It's a very difficult thing when it happens. We're just talking about it quite casually on a radio show. But I suppose when, it does, when something happens to someone, and if ever, everyone's unique and have their own trials. um it's, uh, it, it, I don't know it can be a, it sort of can be a crossroads moment, I think, in one's life. Where do they sort of succumb to that trial or not? There was a, there's a very famous maxim I've always, I've always loved, um, ever since even, from, even from my uni days. Um, there was a saying, uh, and I think it was from a, a sort of a, a ancient Roman philosopher, I think, Seneca, who said this, where he says, A gem cannot be polished without friction, nor a man perfected without trials. Um, so it just shows how trials is a necessary thing, I guess. Is that fair to say?
1: I suppose the yeah, there's a few things I'm thinking of, but yeah, you're you're right. Like the the route to ultimate success is going through that journey of sort of multiple failures as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Getting things wrong and ultimately getting them right. But I was. What I was initially going to say is that we we live in a society where our youth, and then uh, when I thought I was going to say youth, I thought actually not just the youth it's yeah. everyone isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. really how we live these days where yeah. Yeah. the slight bit of deviation from your from your path of what you perceive as success is yeah. hurts it hurts a lot yeah. um i suppose with with this sort of social media era era that we we're in yeah uh, failure is not just something that you know That's it's, it's something that you, you you're not even allowed to show anyone good, else yeah. and it's so difficult That's to true. live in the in a climate like that very true but um yeah i suppose this again it's bringing us back and highlighting to us actually these these things are uh if you if you view them as a yeah as a trial from god and as a muslim if you believe that everything on this earth yeah. is ultimately it's ultimate not yours yeah it's god's yeah. and he does as he wills and and there's the the wisdom behind it, and to to a certain degree, it helps you yeah. accept that 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 I suppose failure, if you want to view it like expose it, it helps you accept that, doesn't it?
0: Um, I don't know if you remember there was. Um, I Need to be careful in terms of the the how how this how this sort of inter, uh, exact sort of scenario played out. There was a, a meeting of um, office bearers for office bearer forums, you could, office bearers rather, I could say, people sort of who are serving within the Muslim community. And they had met with his holiness um the you know there was a a meeting you'd say they were obviously describing um sort of various activities and I'm trying to remember the, i'm trying to remember the situation where um his Holiness was sort of advising them maybe they'd done something which wasn't quite right and and so they naturally felt really you know oh we should not you know we shouldn't have done it like this, yeah you yeah, may have had some ramifications and um, um, and what they had done collectively—that sort of the whole—you um, could say the cabinet, all the members of that sort of um, uh, of, of that country—they um, they basically said, you know, they felt so much remorse that they 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 said, you know, we offer our sort of resignation because we felt, you know, we've we've done something wrong here. And and it's quite beautiful. was holding said that this is not, you know, th- those who sort of offer this sort of resignation—that that's almost like worldly people. Mm. That's not, you know, that's not how people who, you know, for those the the, the men of faith, it, resignation is not an option. <laughs> that's mm. what I'm trying to say. Mm. I guess that's part and parcel of trials. You you sort of live and learn by trials. If you don't, if you don't learn how to sort of pick yourself up, you know, how are you ever going to move forward? Yeah. So yeah. I found it quite interesting that you you're right. I I think this notion of of giving up, essentially, it's a very it's a very business like approach I yeah. think. Yeah. People don't expect people even in the workplace. You're right, you can't be seen to admit failure. I think that's a really good point. Certainly
2: not in politics. Yeah, I mean and, and <clears throat> in Islam there is the, you know the, the concept of repentance, so, yes. right? So yeah. it, we have to take it from that kind of viewpoint and you know um, otherwise, there would there would be no point of uh, you yeah. know, repenting if you're just going to to kind of throw in the towel, uh, as it I, were, I, yeah. and then just kind of move on with with something else. So, know, yeah. um, yeah, again, Islam has a uh, another solution to this, and and gives you again hope that you can you know and and failure and and um, trials and tribulations, uh, as you guys have both yeah. uh, mentioned. Um, are, are part and parts of life you hear you know yeah. famous sports people saying, you know I failed a hundred times and then yeah you know, then I got success yeah um so these are you know yeah. things that help you grow yeah. um and yeah you know yeah but but it but it is tough you know when you go through a trial at that yeah. moment in time, yeah you know maybe you 've lost. Some money, or yeah. you know, or you've lost a loved one, or yeah. whatever it is. At that time, it can feel very difficult. Yeah. You but know when when the dust settles a little bit, you yeah. know, you can come back to, yeah. you know, uh, this verse that that
1: you've, you've yeah. quoted, right? Yeah. As you as you said, you know, we don't really have the option to throw in the towel, and it's sad because we do live in a society now where people do throw in the towel yeah. on their life, yeah. and and we live in a sort of generation of sort of, you know, high rates of suicide, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. I suppose this this actually gives you some protection doesn't it it actually says actually this is this is a trial for you to sort of come out on the other side and if we go to the point before Hmm. um, or a couple of points before I think where God does not burden you with what you know more than what you can handle yeah it's it's sad but i suppose society doesn't have these solutions and that is why you see such high rates yeah. and mental health taking over and people ending their lives yeah. but this doesn't allow us that it doesn't it's not an option is it really yeah, yeah, um yeah. Well, it, well it isn't an option at all yeah. um and with that comes i suppose i say a promise but like you know god's word, that there will be yeah. there's another part to this yeah. and that is you, you you go through this trial and on the other side there's there's those rewards for you
0: yeah yeah this i think what you guys have been speaking about links in very very closely to this fifth principle um that mcraven talks about he says failure can make you stronger and i think it's almost an extension of of, of the points that we've just been talking about now um and and i when i when i so when i read that about failure makes you stronger i can't help but think and i think i you sort of you know p- hit the nail on the head with this one in terms of this notion of repentance uh, in our, in in Islamic sort of terminology, um, in Arabic, it's known as this word istighfar, um, seeking forgiveness. Um, I mean, it's such a it's such a massive topic uh, within Islam, Islamic philosophy. The founder of the Muslim community, you know, wrote extensively on this, and his various sort of successors after him, the various caliphs, have, have have talked about this very this very this topic. Um, Many, many a time when you know, it can't be a, a page of of when you're reading the works of of uh, Hazrat Miswakul Ahmad, the founder of the Amish community. It's, there's probably not a single page or, or every other page. Would, at least that word's going to come in somewhere. It's so pivotal to us as humans. I and mean, I think he once said it once, where if you know, if you don't, you know, a man who does not sort of beg for forgiveness from his maker is no man at all, really. Um, uh, there was a really interesting analogy once where he said um the, the importance of istighfar he gave, he gives this analogy where if uh, uh, the word i think was if someone who's like a bodybuilder you know just as one you know cannot strengthen their muscles without weights um, he says that a, a believer cannot strengthen their soul um without sort of istighfar this 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 principle of 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 begging god for forgiveness it's so um part on parcel of what we're about there was a sermon delivered on this very subject the essence of istighfar um delivered uh by his holiness as it on march the 31st of 2017 um it feels like we're going through a bit of a whirlwind to kind of stop of various sermons it's quite amazing actually but he when well, he talked about this word istighfar and he says um uh, the word uh the word ghaffar is the root word for istighfar is is, is ghaffar and he says to cover aghafarais, to cover up and to conceal. Um, which is interesting, when you're sort of begging for forgiveness, you actually, I guess in a way, you, know, you are asking to, to cover up your sort of weaknesses, your flaws. And he quotes the, the, the founder of the community, Hazim Azagullah Muhammad, where he states, "...the attribute of God overlooking others' faults um, operates by God. Despite observing man's faults and sins concealing his faults until man transgresses beyond the limits of moderation, you know, that's where man becomes really kind of, you know, far out and he says, yet man without even witnessing another um, commits wrongdoing begins raising a hue and a cry about other people, Um, so he's saying the founder of the community says, so reflect on how great is God's attributes of mercy and generosity, if God were to hold man to account for everything he does he would destroy all of mankind however, God's mercy and favour is all encompassing and supersedes his punishment um, and it's a very it's, it, it's such a true principle that we're very quick to, it's, I guess it's part and parcel of human nature it's quite easy for us as humans to sort of pick holes in others but um, within Islam you, we're told you know if you haven't got anything good to say you're better off being quiet <laughs> there's no there's no point if you're going to start sort of badmouthing others for for, the, for their faults you've got to look to your own first um, it sort of reminded me of a very quite a profound saying of the holy prophet um peace and blessings of god be upon him where he says like a, a believer is a mirror to another believer and it's one of those sayings that you almost look from different perspectives but um, and the way someone explained it to me once was like a mirror is a mirror doesn't talk effectively when you look at it it's sort of you all you see is sort of your reflection it doesn't and i can't help but think that so when you see you know one another why would you go out and sort of point point to the their faults essentially um it's an amazing topic. It's, yeah, uh, it's a,
1: yeah. I think I was reading the sort of same article on um, alislam.org and it yeah. also highlights that actually it's um, in order to establish society free from ills and to promote peace it's necess- necessary to cover the faults of others yeah. and instead speak of their qualities. It is a grievous sin to publicize and spread the faults of others. And this is, yeah, this is something that should be refrained from. Yeah. Um and we we don't really live in that society, do we? It's, mm. it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. Actually, when when something like when especially with social media, yeah. It, yeah. as soon as something happens, you yeah. just see it's like, Twitter just, it's just... Or, or you know any any social media. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you start reading the comments or tweets, yeah. it's just you know that's what makes these things run run. though, doesn't it? Like if you think about social media, m- most of it is about that exciting news about something that's leaked or yeah yeah it's crazy it's, 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 really, it's the complete opposite of really actually um, uh, uh, I mean I'll, be, I'll yeah. just
2: think back to the you know the, the Euros when uh, you know uh, Rashford and Saka yeah, yeah. missed the penalties and the amount yeah. of kind of but yeah. you know if we had looked at their qualities and how they helped get to that stage or yeah. all, yeah. all the other things that they've done yeah. um, you yeah. know and, and we emphasised those rather and picked yeah. picked them up rather than doing the opposite you know, surely yeah. that would be a you know yeah. a better society and a better way to kind yeah. of yeah. Um, better way to be right, covering up their faults and, and as you've yeah. mentioned, you know, emphasising on their positive attributes. Yeah. But um, so, it's uh, yeah.
0: I was gonna say it's, it's amazing how we can bring it back to football. But <laughs> yeah, but, and but, can. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um yeah no 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 you're right it's uh it's it's sad it's 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 a it's a it's what we've become as a society now that why is it that it's it's the bad news that sort of excites us it's it's those it's the stuff that's appealing to our basic instincts it's uh yeah but, but what's important
1: so. here i suppose with this is that it the the very notion itself is it's continuously rem- you reminding yourself of your weaknesses and your failures yeah. and seeking repentance i thought i suppose in society, if you're constantly reminded of your own weaknesses, let's say yeah. they were laid bare, and you're on your own profile, you wouldn't dare tweet mm. out about anyone else. Yeah. So I suppose it is yeah. that sort of, there's wisdom behind it, isn't it? Always recognize your own sort of weaknesses and failings, and, yeah. and I suppose, yeah, turn to God to cover those, uh, yeah. and then by following those same attributes, you must cover others.
0: Yeah. This brings us on to the sixth principle or lesson, uh where McRaven talks about this doesn't come as a surprise, you must dare greatly. Um obviously coming you know, being an army man, um it you know, that, that level of bravery, he quotes the for example, the SAS sort of motto of He who dares wins. Um and so bravery naturally is it's that that courage, it's yeah, it keeps it, it keeps us driving drives us forward really. It takes you know It pushes us To sort of Come out of our comfort zone um, in, all, you know, in, in all the sort of Phases of our life And I came across A really interesting Extract uh, A saying Of uh, The founder of the, um, the Muslim community Hazrat Muhammad, Where And I never really I never really appreciated this Actually until I read this He talked about Sort of the first half Of the kalma The kalma is sort of the, the, the declaration of faith The creed of Muslims So La ilaha Illallah Muhammad Rasulullah You know There was no Um there's no God, but God essentially. There's only one God. There's no God, um, but Allah, and uh, Muhammad is His Prophet. This, first, but the very first half, La Ilaha Illallah. You know, there's no God but God. It's a, it's a, it's a. You know, when you talk, when you look at the various, how can I say, the Muslim saints um, of, of 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 the past, they they've really you know they've written volumes on this sort of this half, this statement this sort of this first half of the of of the declaration of faith because they have reached some sort of inner insight into what this means it's a very sort it's quite a deep saying um there is no god but god essentially mm-hmm. you know they, you know everything else is just null and void there is only but one um you know sort of you know god who has, you know, this is this is his um his realm and Prophet Muhammad says, says at one occasion um, on, the, on, on the connection between La ilaha illallah and bravery and he says the Muslims are urged to say La ilaha illallah you know, there is no God but God um, and he says for without this they cannot become brave he says when a man says La ilaha illallah he begins to realise the truth of the authority of all the rulers officers, opponents, friends as being futile he thus acts bravely and there is none who can frighten him um, it's a really profound point which I think it's um, probably not easily grasped at first but I guess maybe I don't know maybe it's one of those things that comes with age but you realise that uh, you know when you're younger you sort of realise you, you, the, the pressures of life of maybe the peer pressure you worry about what friends say you're worried about naturally you know you could be told off for this or that you know so you're quite nervous maybe as a child as you grow up you move into sort of work. Likewise, you're, you're you know probably you've got deadlines to meet. So you're worried, you're worried about, you know, sort of you know those in authority. But really and truly, you know, one should not be negligent of what you know of the creator that actually put us all here, essentially. You know, and it's, it comes back to this principle within Islam that that features heavily. And this basically f- is fulfilling the rights of God is, is is what we're trying to say here, isn't it? That if you if you sort of take care of that. Um, the rest sort of falls into shape. Is that that a fair point?
1: Yeah, I think um, in Islam, I think the biggest sin essentially is associating partners with God, isn't it? It's shirk and it's um, allowing anything or anyone or any being that power over you or over your thoughts, which I suppose in today's, Day and age, if we if we really go, we, we ain't got time to go deep into it. There's a lot of things that can have that influence over you. Yeah, I suppose that's where sort of coming back to your point is saying there is no God actually apart from God. Yeah, who's sort of has I suppose a level of expectation of how you're meant to sort of live this life. Yeah, and actually realize what the truth is. Yeah, you're accountable to him. Yeah, and that's it. Um, yeah,
0: because many times I suppose we. I'm trying to think. You don't you don't do it consciously, yeah. not by means, but you sort of you associate. You sort of indirectly are associating partners to God in terms of your. For argument's sake, if you you know if if um, your your focus should be on sort of attending the prayers, but you think, "But well, hold on a minute, I've just got this deadline," um, and it's very easy for sort of for for sort of as, uh, for humans to sort of think, "Oh no, that's 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 urgent. I've got to t- I've got to deal with that." but not realizing there are other responsibilities mm. um but it's a very it's a very subtle point and it's a very deep point i think um within within islam um moving on to sort of the seventh principle about um standing up to bullies um in some ways it's sort of an extension of the last of uh, you know and he 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 talks about you know the the in life you know you have to have that courage um to 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 not sort of you know waver or sort of you know, bow to sort of pressure and for me it sort of uh, from an Islamic point of view, I sort of sort of associate this with this notion of practicing truth in all aspects of of your life, um, because there's this, there's this, this kind of key principle within within Islam that essentially sort of speak truth unto power. Really, that if even if you know if they say uh, there's a saying of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him that you know a form of jihad is sort of is, is telling sort of an unjust ruler. Essentially, if they're sort of acting um, sort of outside of their sort of authority or sort of is doing harm to its people, um, you know, giving that sort of advice, counsel to to an unjust ruler is almost like a form of jihad because it's difficult. Um, but that that's for sure is a case of standing up um, and, and, and fulfilling the rights of others, essentially.
2: And and in this day, I suppose in this day and age, kind of, you see kind of. Um, Islam is very, you know, it, it's targeted uh, in, yeah. in the media and in many yeah. you know, different aspects. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one way, I suppose, a slightly different viewpoint, yeah. um, but one way is to stand up, you know, and, you know, t- for your principles and yeah. what Islam believes in and, yeah. and not waver in that. Yeah. Um, and whilst it might not be, yeah. you know, the term bullies here, but still you're standing up for your rights and yeah. for those that are... Maybe trying to overpower your thoughts and uh, and your kind of way of life.
0: Yeah, because, and you're right, and it is difficult because when you're seeing some, when you're sort of when you're speaking to sort of, I was I was going to make the point that it's um, it doesn't agree with other people's sort of agendas, and so it is hard to sort of speak that truth. Um. Yeah, I mean, without getting to the politics, to politics of it, we're, we're seeing it playing out right now with a certain sort of journalists. Are sort of giving their view, um, but obviously it's seen as sort of well, no, we should be seen as being impartial, and hmm. and it's 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 strange times we're living Your in. we really. back
1: to football, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> good, good point.
1: Yeah, it's true, it is true. Um, and I think just just thinking about actually Anil's point as well, growing up. In this society I'm just you know thinking of even my own experience from like you know as you grow older, you yeah. sort of develop more in your faith and you develop that strength but actually, for a child somet what well, and i'm talking pre um you know nine eleven and yeah. and and Iraq and whatnot yeah. um but even then there was sometimes it wasn't as it wasn't you know easy to sort of openly. Yeah. Say that you know your, you know what your faith is and faith is and and have that belief, but yeah. yeah, um especially nowadays for youngsters where Islam is under the sort of spotlight yeah it it's important to sort of stay strong
3: yeah,
0: yeah. um and we' move over to one more sort of principle or lesson um from this book where he mcraven talks about giving people hope um if you want to change the world, you have to start with the people around you um and this is, is is a very sort of key principle theme um, within uh, within Islam, where uh, where essentially fulfilling the rights of others um, is a is a key a very a very sort of key sort of principle within Islam. Um, and there there was a, a phenomenal address uh, that was given by His Holiness Azim Masum Ahmed, at the occasion at the final session at the the annual conventions Jalsa Salana UK back in 2021 the subject itself was actually on fulfilling the rights of others. And he had broken down um, almost by various sort of sections of society or just the the, the social circles that we live in, where, um, you know, taking care of the rights of friends, um, taking the rights of the sick, taking care of uh, the rights of orphans. Um, These are principles even mentioned in the Holy Quran, um, uh, fulfilling the rights of oath, um, the rights of others during wartime. You know, there's... There's so many um, sort of sections of society, rather, that if you think about it, no one is really left behind, um, and that that is part and parcel of um, of of being uh, of being a Muslim, isn't it? That's um, without it, we wouldn't be who we
3: are.
2: Yeah, absolutely, uh, and, and I think you know this 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 um, this book that we we're referring to was, you know, the point was rise to the the occasion. Yeah um you know and, and and it talks about who who are you in your darkest moments and you know in our you know i suppose in our darkest moments we, we you know we we turn yeah turn back to god and 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 try and fulfill those rights for, uh, of others and yeah. um yeah exactly it, it comes back to that that islamic principle again
3: yeah
2: yeah and that, that that fear of god and and a uh, taqwa yeah yeah
0: i mean ultimately i think what's interesting of all the sort of the themes or lessons really that 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 McRaven had come out with and, uh, and the points that we've been talking about from a Slam point of view you can see the sort of the, the synergies between all of them they really do sort of link together almost like dominoes really um, um, yeah, it's an, it was interesting it's an interesting um, interesting read um, well I'm afraid that's it for this week's edition of Pathway to Peace we're back the same time next week a big thank you to our panel Anil Tahir and Shams Najm for their analysis and assessment of the key issues But before we end, we've managed to dig out from the archives a fascinating explanation given by the 5th Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Masur Ahmed, who who once spoke on the subject of the reformation of the youth. And we've gone full circle where he stressed, as we talked about at the beginning of this show, the importance of prayer in our lives. We hope you find this explanation full of profound wisdom and a solution to how we can attain long-lasting inner
4: peace. The importance of observing Salat is, is reiterated by verse two hundred thirty nine of Surah Al baqarah where Allah the Almighty states, Hafizu Allah Watch our prayers. watch over prayers and the middle prayer and stand before Allah submissively. Here the Quran states that it is necessary to watch over prayers and particularly commands that we should be careful to observing the middle prayer. Watching over prayers means to be on guard against laziness or neglect when it comes to salat the verse also instructs us to stand to stand before allah with complete and utter humility and in a state of complete devotion to him this command of allah the almighty is extremely pertinent in this era because throughout the world people are busy with work, school, colleges or other daily activities and so a special effort is required to safeguard Salah in terms of a normal daily routine in which people go to work or to school, the middle prayers, are Zohar and Asr and these are the two prayers that many people are careless about and fail to observe. Thus the Holy Quran has specifically warned that we must never display weakness when it comes to the obligatory prayers or let our worldly activities take precedence over our religious obligations. Regarding this verse, I also wish to mention that it should not be assumed that middle prayer refers only to either Zohar or asr. In today's world, people of all ages, including many youngsters, stay up late studying or wasting time in immoral or wasteful things such as aimlessly surfing the internet, watching films or TV, scrolling endlessly on their phones or tablets, or sending messages late into the night. As a result, they fail to wake up for Fajr, and so, due to their routine, Fajr actually becomes the middle prayer for them. Thus, the middle prayer is whichever prayer is at risk of being forsaken as a result of worldly or material pursuits. In the time of the Holy Prophet Muhammad people were at their busiest in the afternoon. And so the Holy Prophet said that for them, Asr was the middle prayer. However, in today's world people have different routines and so the middle prayer can be any of the five prayers. As I said for many people Fajr is now actually the middle prayer because they fail to offer it on time as they go to bed very late. Thus you should develop the habit of going to bed early and if that is not possible you must still go to bed with a firm intention and determination that you will wake up for future no matter how tired you are. Further, whenever possible, even if you have to make an extra effort You should offer your prayers in congregation at your local mosque or salah center because this is the instruction of God the Almighty for men.